if you'll step back and look at what you want out of life and then reroute your life such, such that it delivers more of what you're looking for and less of what you don't, then you'll find a lot more happiness. Quick disclaimer, the views and opinions expressed in this podcast are provided for informational purposes only and should not be construed as an offer to buy or sell any securities or to make or consider any investment or course of action. For more information, go to bestevershow.com. Best ever listeners, I'm excited to introduce you to our newest host that we're bringing on to the team. His name is Slocum Reed, along with myself and Ash. Slocum will be providing value to every interview he does. I've known Slocum for years, and I've watched his portfolio continue to grow. He currently owns and operates 65 units, including converting three units into an office building. So he's an owner-operator. He's coming from certainly a different perspective than I have. I know he's going to bring his expertise and cut through the fluff and get the best real estate investing advice ever for you. So welcome, Slocum Reed. Best ever listeners, welcome to the best real estate investing advice ever show. I'm Slocum Reed. This is the world's longest running daily real estate investing podcast. And today we have Mike Deaton with us. Mike, how you doing? I'm great, man. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely. Mike is a co-founder of Deaton Equity Partners. They acquire and operate multifamily properties. It complements their land business. They combine real estate professional status with passive income and tax benefits. Current portfolio is 800 units as GP. They're in 31 units as LPs and 168 units as KP. They're based in Woodland Park, Colorado. Mike, my first question I have to ask, what is a KP? A key partner. We're lead syndicators on our latest deal. Lead syndicators. Okay. So how is that different from GP? Well, on this one, so we actually signed on the loan and we're responsible for running, operating and doing everything from end to end versus GP can have more of a, let's call it a a role specific. Maybe most of our GPs, they're helping raise capital. They do a little bit of investor communications. They're participating a bit in asset management, but our partners are responsible for the whole enchilada. Nice. Well, hopefully it's a tasty enchilada. (laughs) That's 168 units. And where are you with that deal? So we closed in November and it's a value add deal. So as of this month, we have contractors on site and we're renovating about 30 of the 168 units to get started. And then we'll be doing five to 10 each month after that. So kind of hitting its stride right now. Nice. Where is it? It's in Waco, Texas. If you're familiar with that, it's just a little bit South of Dallas. In Waco. I have family there actually. Oh, nice. Um, 168 units and 30 of them were vacant when you purchased? Yeah, about 25 were vacant. We've had a little bit more turnover since we've taken over. And so we've got a batch of rooms that we're just going to renovate and we'll be able to uh, make those up to a more of a non-classic style and command a a little better rent, which is our business model. Gotcha. And do you self-manage or do you hire third-party management? For asset management, we're doing this one our, ourselves. So we're we're in there. We have a property management company that's doing the actual property management. So lease ups and maintenance and things like that. But I'm making sure the renovations are on track, getting general contractors in there and overseeing the business plan itself. Nice. I'm sure your property manager is happy with you. We're recording this in late January, 2022. I'm sure they're happy they get to do all the renovating in the winter and do the leasing in the spring and the summer. That's our aim. Yeah. Uh, operationally, that's beautiful timing. My experience is much fewer units than yours, Mike, but I know that that's the way I like to do things too. I'm coming out of a lot of renovation and coming into a lot of leasing here. 
very soon myself. Surprisingly, there is a waiting list for rooms at the property. So this is not an unfamiliar story around the nation, but occupancy is just maxed out at most properties. I think you have to really be doing something wrong to have a low occupancy in your properties in this day and age, it seems like. Tell me a little more about this property then, Mike. How much did you buy it for? Where would you put its class, ABC? What words was it getting and where, where are you projecting the market rents to be? This property came on market in the summer and we put an offer in for 14.7. So just a little bit below 15 million on this one, which is what we landed it at. It's 168 units. It's an older property. It's built early seventies. It's a working class property. So it's a C, we put it as C class. There's been no real renovations on site. So all of the units are very dated, kind of in more of a classic, what you would call a classic style. So our plan was to come in and renovate somewhere between 75, 80% of the units and bring them up. Average rents in the area are a little bit below $1,000 a month, depending on the unit size. This one has a good mix of ones, twos, threes. It even has some four room unit rooms there. We'll go in and rents are just going crazy right now. So it seems like every month that we don't have the units up to a renovated status, uh, the rents are ticking up. So we'll be able to take these up a good $125, $150 on average. We'll get them up just a little bit over $1,000. At least our target, our property management company is pretty confident that we can get those. And so we'll, we'll test the waters and keep pushing them at that level. Yeah. I mean, it's a great property. It's well-positioned. It's not far from Baylor University. It's uh, surrounded by some employers. Waco is undergoing really a great growth period right now. You've got Amazon. Elon Musk is coming into town. There's a lot of entertainment. They're developing. The Brazos River comes right along the edge of downtown. There's a big development going in there. So I think this is a five-year hold for us. At least that's our business plan. So I think within this next two, three, four years, you'll see kind of a renaissance in Waco and just great sign. So we're, we're pleased to get a, a property here. It's you know more of a tertiary market and it's a little easier to land a deal there. There's a lot of people shopping in Austin and Dallas and Houston and San Antonio and more of the primary type markets. So we love these little out of the way properties. It's on I-35 right in between Austin and Dallas Fort Worth. So it's nice. poised for great growth, great logistics. It's really a nice little gem. So we're hoping to overachieve our business plan and, and make a nice return for our investors. The times of COVID have been great for overachieving business plans, for sure. I'll tell you what, I have a, a someone I know who's also an, an investor in syndications. And yeah, so there's some properties that are flipping in less than a year. They're achieving their growth targets and they're just going ahead and, and capitalizing on the market appreciation without having to do too much in the way of uh, forced appreciation. But I'm with you. I like a little more buy and hold, although the syndication model is a bit more five and six year terms. So it's a good balance. Talking about preferring the buy and hold, do you have a long-term hold portfolio or just the syndicated deals that I referenced earlier? Yeah, that's an interesting question. So my wife and I got into real estate, I would say five years ago with our land business, which is really just a flipping model. We buy cheap and we sell more at the market rates. And we probably for 90% of our properties will own or finance, which makes it a lot more attractive for people to get into. And you're talking about raw land? It's just vacant land. Yeah. No improvements, nothing like that. So it's people that want to build a cabin or they just want some land or something. But about two years ago, we expanded into multifamily to diversify, but also to get passive losses, right? So we could offset our income. And we came into multifamily with a mindset 
that it would be more of a buy and hold business model. And as we got into it, we found our way into the syndication space. And really in syndications, it's all about investor returns. So it's five to six year holds getting good returns for investors. So right now we're kind of getting our feet wet, growing into the space, learning the ins and outs. It's all about these syndications and and shorter hold periods. But I foresee five to 10 years down the road, I would definitely like to get more into a buy and hold situation to where we have just cash flowing properties and it's more of a retirement plan. Whether it's uh, multifamilies or storage units or a business that cash flows, but that's the longer term vision is just to have some things to where we can scale back our active level of participation and enjoy the cash flow. We'll get back to the show in a few minutes, but first some sponsors I'm confident you'll get some value in learning more about. I'd like to introduce you to my good friends over at PassiveInvesting.com, a private equity real estate firm based out of the Carolinas. PassiveInvesting.com makes it easy for you to start investing in real estate. They focus on acquiring institutional quality apartments and self-storage facilities with private accredited investor funds. They also have a real estate debt fund that offers hard money loans to local fix and flippers across the U.S., which currently has a 0% default rate. With a portfolio of over $700 million in assets and controlling over $250 million in equity, they know how to secure the best deals and how to avoid the red flags. If you are interested in learning more, please reach out directly to PassiveInvesting.com and request the free Passive Investing investor guide that outlines the seven red flags for passive apartment and self-storage investing. Visit PassiveInvesting.com forward slash red flags to download that PDF now. That's PassiveInvesting.com forward slash red flags. Mark your calendars for the best ever conference, February 24th through 26th, back in person at the Gaylord Rockies Convention Center. Join the experienced community and phenomenal speakers for a weekend of learning the best commercial real estate strategies building relationships, and quite frankly, having a lot of fun. As a bonus, once you purchase your ticket, you are put into a mini mastermind group to start making connections with other commercial real estate investors immediately. You can get 15% off right now with the code BEC15 at besteverconference.com. That's the code BEC15 for 15% off at besteverconference.com. Nice. And are you guys still buying land then? We are. Yeah, that's bread and butter for us. I mean, it's a great business. It, it brings a lot of revenue in. It's active in the front end. You definitely have to be out there shopping and, and checking properties and buying. But once you lock in, we try to price our properties in terms of owner financing around what you would pay for a car. So somewhere between 250 and 500 a month wow. over five, six years. So you stack some of those up. It's a really great passive income stream. It just like I said, it comes with a nice tax bill. So multifamily is a perfect complement for that. I'm going to take a minute for a personal anecdote here, Mike. I hope the best ever listeners enjoy this. My grandfather, Fred, when he and my grandmother, Evelyn, when in the late 50s in small town, Northwest Arkansas, when they were getting ready to have a family, they decided to buy a large plot of land. The thought being they could build their family house on it. But then when it came time for their kids, who eventually were my father and his brother, to go off to college, they could subparcel the lot and sell individual lots to home builders or people who wanted to buy a land to have a builder put a house on it for them. And they did that like a college fund for their kids, buying the raw land outside of Siloam Springs, Arkansas. And what you were saying about buying vacant land, so that it can be resold at market. That's what that reminds me of. 
That's a cool connection. And uh, yeah, that is, yeah, that's great. It's a fun investing strategy that I, I wish I could get into myself. It's a far stretch for what I'm doing right now. And there's a, there's a lot of learning and studying I'd have to do. Yeah, there's a little bit to it, but from a business model, it's it's not too dissimilar. But yeah, there's definitely some some technicalities that, that get into the buying and selling and, and carrying your own notes and, and things like that. There it's may good. be an interesting opportunity to do that where I am here in Ohio too, Mike. The Cincinnati, Dayton, and Columbus metro areas, especially between Cincinnati and Dayton right now, kind of seem to be merging. I-75 from Cincinnati to Dayton, and then I-70 from Dayton to Columbus. Anywhere you saw a farm 10 years ago is now a subdivision or some sort of major retail. So all that stuff along there is getting bought up. Yeah, that's a similar story across the nation. We just moved to the mountains here a couple of months ago. It's kind of been a dream of ours. But before that, we were living close to Boulder, Colorado. And Boulder itself, the city, as with a lot of cities, it has become geographically restricted for a couple of different reasons. One, you have mountains on one side of it, but the other is the city itself is just not really developing. So they're limiting any type of building permits. So it's just ringing out and that's what's getting bought up is farmland. And it's just the same thing in Dallas-Fort Worth. That's where I'm from. And I go back there and it's just farmland converted into these massive neighborhoods. So yeah, it's kind of, I guess the price of growth. Yeah. And for someone who's flipping land, if you can call it that, that's a pretty exciting prospect. Let's get back to the key partner deal. You said you guys bought it back in November. It sounds like a, a fairly classic value add opportunity, underwriting to a five-year hold. When you were sharing this as an investment opportunity for LPs, what were you projecting? What were you offering? So this deal is a little bit better than a 10% annual cash on cash. So oh, wow. you put 100% in, getting 10,000 around on average. Is that a 10 pref or is that? No, it's um, an eight pref. Some other way. Okay. It's an eight pref. Yeah. Gotcha. And so, but we're projecting 10 nice. average over the five years. And then also it's a double after five years. So it's about a 20% average annual return. You put your money in and at the end of five years, it should just tick over hundred percent. So that's the investor ROI pitch. Anyway, it was almost an 18% IRR on this one. So nice. really nice returns. Yeah. Now, the 800 units where your GP is, the 168 is KP included in that? No, these are separate units. Um, okay. So uh, that's a good, chunk, a good chunk of which are up in Northwest Arkansas. So, oh, okay. That's the question here. Mike, you are an active partner on almost a thousand doors. Where are they? They're spread out a little bit. We have about 250 units in Des Moines, Iowa that my partners and I closed on early in 2021. And then there's a good chunk in Fort Smith, Arkansas. So there in Northwest Arkansas, we have, I think it's uh, close to 175 units there. And then we're partners in some multifamily units in Lubbock, Texas. And then there's this one here in Waco, Texas. Gotcha. What is it? Now, there are several MSAs within Texas and then within the um, states surrounding Texas. Did you pick these deals because of the market or was it the deal that took you to the market with these? So with some of our earlier deals, it was really the deal itself that brought us into the market. So we have a, a broad group of partners. We're, we're part of a syndication group. So we network widely within that. And as partners come up with deals, we all look for partners to help land a deal. 
With some of the later ones though, our primary focus is really in the Texas market. I'm from Texas. I've lived there pretty much my whole life. I'm from the Dallas-Fort Worth area. I love Dallas-Fort Worth. It's just a super competitive market. I really love, like I said, some of these secondary and tertiary markets where you can get a little bit out of the metro area, but find a great path of growth. I love Austin, but Austin is just scalding hot right now. It's nuts. Um, And we kind of work the I-35 corridor within Texas, all the way down to San Antonio. There's some good little gyms, New Braunfels. I lived in New Braunfels for a few years. I just saw an article recently that it was named one of the top 10 growing cities in the nation or something, which is crazy. It's like a tiny little town, but yeah, I think in this market, you can really get a competitive advantage if you are deeply focused within a market. So you can really dial in what are the actual cap rates trending at the moment. You can look at rents, where are they and understand where you can take a business case. I know a lot of people who are very diverse and broad, and it's hard to stand out with other people that are underwriting deals because they're all underwriting to some, I'll say vague, they're not necessarily vague, but to some more standard type variables when you're looking at how much is it going to take to renovate a unit? Well, it's approximately 3,500 bucks or those kind of things. So I, I think by really getting deep in the market, you can gain that advantage and get to know the brokers better and really stand out to land a deal. We'll get back to the show in a few minutes, but first some sponsors, I'm confident you'll get some value in learning more about. How are you doing on your goals this year? Whether it's planning for your goals or whether it's executing on those goals, I imagine one of them has to do with financial freedom, taking control of your finances. And I can tell you that is a possibility within the next one to three years using a proven system created by my friend Michael Blanc. He's got the program Deal Maker Mentoring. Here are some of his students who have been in the program and what they've accomplished. Melanie McDaniel, she closed her first 24-unit joint venture deal and is now pivoting to become full-time in the industry. Within five months of joining, Cheryl Groovy from Atlanta, she had a 34-unit deal under contract And she partnered with two other dealmaker mentoring students, and together they raised $700,000. And Brian Briscoe, he said thanks to dealmaker mentoring, he had the opportunity to accelerate his timeline and go after much bigger deals than he would have on his own. If you are ready to commit to achieving your dreams this year and you've been thinking about getting into multifamily, well, text the word Joe to 66866. Again, that's the word Joe. You know how to spell my name, right? J-O-E to 66866. Do it right now while it's fresh on your mind, and let's get you started with your own syndication business. Deals and money. We are constantly seeking deals and money as real estate investors, and I bet you're having a challenge right now, especially with deals, if you're like most real estate investors, because it's tough to find deals right now. But here's the thing. There's a competitive advantage out there that when implemented, it will help you accomplish your objective of getting more deals and or getting more investors. And that is having a great follow-up system. Having a great follow-up is one of the keys to success in real estate. And follow-up boss is the leading CRM for real estate. This is the system you need in place so you can reach out to owners and brokers directly for deals or you can follow up with your investors and you do it all in one spot. The CRM makes it 10 times faster to call and text owners, then integrates those into a software so nothing slips through the cracks. The follow-up boss conversion system and powerful management tools help align your methods and drive growth that otherwise it could have been missed and probably would have been missed. Go to followupboss.com forward slash best ever to get a system in place. And if you need help, they got you covered. Follow-up boss offers 
experts seven days a week. You can pick up the phone and speak to an actual human being anytime during business hours. Visit followupboss.com forward slash best ever to check out how much time you could save by streamlining your follow-up process. Best ever listeners, they're treating you extra special. You get an extended 30-day free trial, twice the length of the normal trial. For a limited time, go to followupboss.com forward slash best ever and perfect your follow-up. You were talking about Austin being a scalding hot market. Austin, Texas, that's a name that everyone who listens to real estate podcasts hears at least on a weekly basis. Oh yeah, probably. I have a thought about scalding hot markets, Mike, and why it's difficult to syndicate there. Not necessarily saying I'm right, but I'd love to get your reaction to this thought for our best ever listeners. Sure. Scalding hot markets are scalding hot because of how much growth they're experiencing, not just from what we're doing in the real estate industry, but because economic growth, job growth, they're poised for a lot of growth and a lot of appreciation places like Austin and Columbus, Ohio, to some degree. Here's the thought I want your answer on, Mike. It is very difficult for syndicators to get into markets like Austin, Texas, and Columbus, Ohio, because they are investing with other people's money. They're bringing in limited partners and limited partners at least want to see conservative underwriting and conservative underwriting is often a very responsible way and often the only responsible way to analyze a deal as a general partner when you're considering that you'll be investing other people's money. Places like Austin and Columbus are outpacing conservative underwriting because the people who are buying there are buying either with their own money or they're buying needing less of a return than syndicators need in order to provide returns for their LPs. So it's because of the way that syndicators underwrite and because of the way that they try to provide a return for limited partners that they feel closed out of places where the most appreciation is happening because the people who are capable of buying there don't need the same underwriting standards. I was a little bit circular there. This isn't something I had written (laughs) down or prepared, Mike, but what's your gut reaction to what I just said? I fully agree with you. It's a little bit what I was speaking to earlier, where being deeper and more intimate with a market, you can understand what's happening at this moment in terms of rent growth, who's coming in. Is Apple, like in Austin, for instance, right? Apple just bought a office tower, Facebook also. There's a lot of growth. I have been in Austin. I have a lot of family there. It's busting at the seams. Like you can't drive through Austin without it taking an hour or hours. So There is that aspect, but exactly what you referenced as well, the deals get larger and larger when you're playing with institutional money that is willing to take six, 7% growth, very solid, very lower risk. You could say, at least in multifamily, commercial real estate might be a little different animal there in terms of risk. But I do agree that me as a syndicator, when I have 25 or 50 individual investors that are coming in and putting their own money, they are conditioned to see a certain return. There are certain groups out there I know of that will take an 8% cash on cash and a seven pref, eight pref, a little less than a double. We typically underwrite even more conservatively. It's harder to find good deals that fit that model. But in general, yes, the individual investor 
They may be even less sophisticated than an institutional player or a private equity firm or or somebody that's coming in and, and buying up these deals. So it is really hard from all of those perspectives. The size of the deals get, get huge. We live in Woodland Park, but it's just 20 minutes outside of Colorado Springs. Colorado Springs is also a super hot market. I just toured properties yeah. there last week. And there's a property that is beautiful. It's a 105 unit property. It's kind of tucked up in the mountains. It's going to go for $425,000 a unit. It's almost $50 million that it's going to go for. And as a syndicator, unless I have private equity coming in and really taking a chunk of what we're going to need to bring that in, it's just very unrealistic that I'm going to get hundreds of individual investors and bring them into a syndication deal and compete against other players like that. So yeah, I mean, I fully agree with you. It's really hard in some of those primary markets that are taking off like that, but that's what the market bears. Are you ready for our best ever lightning round? Yeah, let's do it. Awesome. Mike, what is your best ever way to give back? Generally, I love giving back my time. So I came from the corporate world. 2016, I left and we went into the world of entrepreneurship. I struggled actually too, between should I go back into corporate America or go out on our own and start our own business? One of the things that I really missed was coaching and mentoring other people that were on my team. That was a a huge plus in a managerial type role, but uh, I still do a little bit of that. I I actually um, got certified as a professional coach right after I left the corporate world. And I still try to keep one or two clients, more of a boutique type style, just so I can focus on business, but also give enough time. But I really really love, uh, whether it's in a group or an interview like this, I think the power and the power of your time and presence is really our most valuable commodity. So that's one of the best ways I love to get back. Yeah. What is the best ever book you recently read? Nonfiction, I would say there's a book called Mindset by Carol Dweck. It's all about growth versus fixed mindsets. And it was eye-opening, not necessarily the concept, although the concept is opening to some people, just the number of areas in your life where fixed and growth mindset come into play beyond just business. Fantastic book. Mike, what is your best ever advice? Oh, wow. That's a huge topic. My biggest advice is really work on your mindset. Take the time to reflect on what it is you want personally out of life. And a lot of the people I coach, we get right into this. I coach a values-based process where we really get in and look at the values. And I can tell you without fail, we all have values that are really non-materialistic when it comes down to it. And so if you'll step back and, and look at what you want out of life and then reroute your life so that, such that it delivers more of what you're looking for and less of what you don't, then you'll find a lot more happiness. And last question, Mike, how can our best ever listeners get in touch with you? The best way, I would say two ways. So LinkedIn is a good way. I'm pretty active in there, but on our website at DeatonEquityPartners.com, I've put a special page. It's DeatonEquityPartners.com slash freedom. And I've tried to bundle a lot of the things that I talk about. So if you're interested in land investing, I have a little bit of information that could get you started in land investing. If you're interested in multifamily, there's a bit about that. I have contact information, phone numbers, social handles, things like that. So that's kind of a one-stop shop for people. So I would say just go to Deaton Equity Partners slash Freedom and they'll find a way to get in touch with me. Right. Well, best ever listeners, thank you for tuning in. If you enjoyed this interview with Mike Deaton, please follow and subscribe our show. Leave us a five-star review and share this with someone who you think could benefit from what Mike has shared with us about land investing and about apartment syndication. Thank you and have a best ever day. Thanks. Welcome.